Welcome back to episode two of Guru's podcast. And this is where we share books, beards, and self-improvement. We have our co-host it is Brian and Andy. Which, how's it going, Brian? It's going really well. How are you, Andy? You know, it's been a really good Christmas season. I got to see a lot of good family members. It was fun good family members and like there's bad family members <laughs> we <had> a, <laughs> well the, i mean yeah, yeah. i know some people have some struggles <laughs> with family members but i visited i visited family members that and it was an enjoyable experience i i didn't do we did a lot of social distancing like i had a 94 year old granddad that we did some social distancing get together um because we didn't want to give him anything and in in the age of social distancing it is uh not so bad to have the bad family members. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> or the ones that trigger you. Those are the ones that, uh, they're never bad. They're the ones that trigger you. Um, everybody is a dear teacher in some way. I think patience is what you learn in the holidays the most. <laughs> with Especially with family members that you don't particularly maybe enjoy as much as others. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very well true. said. Yeah. So um, this week we are going to, we're going to discuss our quote of the day and it is seek to be worth knowing rather be than be well known. So seek to be worth knowing rather than be well known. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I said. I said, this is one of those very interesting quotes. It doesn't, and it's kind of like an unknown quote. I just, uh, I, I found it online and thought, wow, that is absolutely one of those thoughts of you're like, hey, that's what you, it's legacy. It's, it's your legacy. I think about that all the time is what do you leave behind? Um, it's not things, it's who you were as a person. That's who, what family members, that's who shows up to your, you know, if you, if you live up to the ripe old uh, age of 90, your family will talk about your legacy and they won't talk about the things you did. Uh, maybe the things you did for charity and how you benefited others, but they won't think about the things you've obtained in your life as much as yeah. they will be like who you are as a person and who you were as a person. I mean, that is what makes a person worth knowing though, right? Like what is it they contribute? How is it that they make your life or the lives of others better? You know, I mean, life is difficult. And if, if you know someone that you like to be around or that you look forward to, to seeing, think about what it is that makes them worth knowing. They're adding value to your life and to the lives of others in some way. It doesn't have to be grand and lavish, right? It just needs to be meaningful. That's a great word, meaningful. Meaningful is a great word. I think that that is uh, profound. Meaningful is one of those words that is, as a Buddhist, we say that that's a huge word that we always are trying to be, what, it, what makes your life meaningful. Uh, being of benefit to others is our, makes our lives meaningful. Um, and I think that's the one key thing that we get from others is making our life meaningful through benefit and, and charitable works right? Helping other individuals. So for our listeners out there, you know, think about that. What is it that you're doing with your life that makes you worth knowing? Absolutely. Maybe ponder that for a little bit and maybe make adjustments if you need to. Absolutely. So we have done, this is episode two. And last week we brought up the idea of smart goals for new year's resolutions. So uh, we said we we're going to do New Year's resolutions. Uh, 
And you have talked about the fact that we did SMART goals. So we kind of want to go over what does that mean really quick, and then we can go over some tools and some ideas for going forward. Yeah, so SMART goals, the S stands for specific, M is measurable, A is attainable, and we're actually going to add uh, an A to it today, right? That it could either mean attainable or accountable. We'll get more into that in a little bit. The R is rewarding or relevant. And then the T is time bound. And the idea behind the SMART goals is that the more you uh, break each step down, right, into a SMART goal, each objective leading up to your ultimate end result that you want should be specific, measurable, attainable, rewarding, time bound, relevant. And we want to make sure that we are really being disciplined with this and accountable. So for this new year, right, it's coming up in just a week, we really want to start thinking about how to make this year the best year yet by using SMART goals. And there's a few uh, different ideas that uh, I've come up with just through the years that I think have helped me out a lot. And I have also told some people that I work with and, you know, clients that using a little three by five recipe card to write down your goals can be extremely helpful, right? It's one of those things that helps it be measurable or helps you um, keep track of it is having it written down where you can read it often. So that's, and that is extremely, I think having a tool to help uh, bring this home is, is amazing. So what I, and so this is a note card, recipe card, um, anything that you can, you can go to any store like a Walgreens or whatever, Walmart, whatever, go get into the, uh, section for stationary and pick yourself up a good packet size of these because we'll you know we want to do many goals this year but we definitely want to start with some very specific ones and so we're going to break down some of our very specific goals and the first one we want to talk about is actually one of our both brian and i's object or goal for the podcast itself. So for the Guru's podcast, we are going to go over how we're going to set up our card and then what is on the card. So go ahead. Um, yeah. Brian. With this uh, three by five recipe card, you're going to take your pen or pencil or mark whatever it is, and you're going to go on the left hand side and you're just going to write smart vertically so s then right below the s the m the a the r and then the t you want to make these letters a little bit big so maybe they take up two lines on on your note card two lines each that is and then to the side of each one maybe you put like a colon or just a dash and we're going to write out the different steps or the different qualifiers for each one of these letters. The goal that we want to do for gurus, and we invite you 
uh, our, our listeners to participate in this as well, is to read one book, at least one book every month. And that is, that is um, possibly not as specific as it could be. However, we're going to go through each letter and see if we can make it more specific. So one book per month. Is that measurable? Absolutely. You can say yes or no. Did I read one book this month or at the end of the year? Can you say, did I read 12 books this year, right? One book per month. And if you look at the A, is that attainable? Absolutely, that is attainable. I think reading one book a month should, shouldn't be the most difficult uh, or challenging thing. If, if you think about an average book, maybe somewhere between 200 and 350 pages, right? If you read just 10 pages a day, that's, that's 300 pages every Absol month. Absolutely. And so, and then I, we were discussing this. So that's reading 10, 15 pages a day, or you can do my method, which is uh, go get the audible version and read a chapter a day, or, you know, maybe a little bit less, maybe half a chapter, whatever would kind of equate to 10, 15 pages. But I do audible for that because I don't have all the time. And also I have my vision and some people don't have uh, the time to sit down, but maybe they're in the car traveling and believe it or not, the time flies when you are actually uh, listening to an audible book and maybe at the end of the day or something like that to kind of just relax and unwind. Uh, it's, it's an awesome way of being able to uh, get in that reading count without having to uh, actually read. Yeah, and so you have really in this day and age, right? There's so many options. You, know, you have the audible, you can, you can listen to it in the car, listen to it while you're, you're just you know, sitting around the house or, you know, if you are working outside, like whatever it is that you're doing, there really is no excuse to uh, be able to accomplish this goal and to join us. And that leads to the uh, accountable part of the A that I mentioned earlier, right? There is um, a great need to hold yourself accountable with this, right? Discipline. And sometimes you might need a little extra help. And that's where Annie and I come in. We are here to help hold you accountable towards your goals. We're going to hold each other accountable to this goal and to maybe uh, a couple others that we'll share in a little bit. Uh, if you have someone that you have to report to about whatever it is that you're working on, you are more likely to get it done. You know, that's just kind of classic productivity one-on-one. Yeah. And that's actually where I, yeah, right. And that's exactly where I get that part out. Cause I, I, I'm, I work in the business sector, the, you know, the private sector, and I have a master's degree in information systems management. So a lot of it is accountability. If you do task, you have to be accountable to somebody because otherwise then you won't get the task done or it's also not done to specs. You know, it has to be accountable. Somebody has to be able to say, Hey, I got this done in this time, time period. And I am the one who's accountable, me, myself, and I'm the person that is responsible. Uh, very important to be knowing that piece of it, because then it puts the onus on you. 
for sure. And that's what I mean. That's what this is about. This is about self improvement. You are accountable to you. If you can include some other people, maybe you have a friend or a family member that you want to share your New Year's resolution with. Great, right? Maybe they share theirs with your with you, and then you kind of tag team with each other, follow up with each other about how you're doing, and you're going to see a lot better results. And you'll get past those first two weeks of the new year before you quit. Right. Absolutely. And that's the biggest thing is, is that when you're held accountable, that's that piece that really does help. Um, it does help you kind of gain that piece past the first two weeks. Because we can hold ourselves very shortly accountable. Be like, I have a great idea. And you can be impulsive and get something done for two weeks. But then you lose. You're like the cheetah. Uh, we don't want to be cheetahs. We want to be turtles. <laughs> yeah, Small slow steps. Yeah. Slow and steady. You know, we're not the hare. We want to be, that's the reason why they make those fables. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now the, the next part of this, right? So we're going to be reading a book a month. It is totally measurable because yes or no, we can do that. It is attainable. We discussed why it's attainable. There's no excuse to stay in age. You know, we're going to be holding each other accountable for this. We hope that you hold yourselves accountable and uh, we'll follow up with it as well each week with you. But it's also going to be rewarding. That's the next part of the SMART goal. R, rewarding. Where you're going to be gaining wisdom. We're going to be learning tools from masters that have uh, lived before. They have shared their wisdom with us by writing. And and um, as we read a book a month, you'll think about all the knowledge that we're going to be gaining and how that can benefit our personal lives and the lives of others. And then it, it's absolutely relevant. This is a book club, right? And for, for Annie and I, this is right down our alley. This is what we do. I'm a licensed therapist. I want to be able to help others. And if I can kind of push you towards what you want to do, if you feel like you you need that extra push. Absolutely. And I think that's exactly what both of us are doing this podcast for. Um, It gets, it's what gets us up in the, gets us up in the day, um, helping other individuals in any way we can. And I think through this podcast, we can help uh, give a lot of knowledge of self-improvement and I, I really do believe that that's what is uh, very rewarding to us at the end of the day. I find actually the interesting thing is that I found that by giving, I actually got back so much more richness than can be explained. True, true happiness. And it's a level that I know that I haven't been able to explain very well because it's so the depth is so deep when you start giving without expectation of receiving anything back. You're just giving uh, wisdom or benefit of any type. And I think that's what we're doing here is that's the reason why we do this is because there's such a huge amount of happiness that comes is derivative of this for us. And at the end of the day, that's what really matters is that true happiness and being able to give back. So with that, we are hoping to not only, you know, have you gained this intangible wisdom and, and give you some, some more knowledge. 
we're also going to be giving you something tangible. We are wanting to, at the end of the month, give away a book to one of you lucky listeners. We would need uh, to come up with the parameters around that still. However, we want to give you, one lucky listener, a book. Um, at the end of January, we'd hopefully get it shipped off. And so it arrive to you before February. And that'll be the book that we'll be reading for, uh, for that month. And we'll hopefully do that each month. That is, that is a reward that we want to give you for being a part of our little community in the Guru's podcast. We'll have to make a goal, you know, kind of separately for that one, huh, Andy? Yeah, for <laughs> make sure, sure we I... get it <laughs> yeah. set off in time and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But the good thing about it is, is I think that that's, we're really proving the point that there's a reward. And even if it's tangible for you, it's tangible at that point when you receive something back. And I, but it's a definitely a a good teaching tool for any, for us specifically, but for anybody to give something tangible to somebody, you know, but the intangible is always there as well for, you know, anybody who doesn't win, there's the intangible is it's life changing. That leads us now to the T, time-bound. Love it, love it. I think that uh, we're talking the fact that we're doing a book per month. <laughs> <laughs> right? Gonna, it doesn't get more time-bound than that. Yeah, we're saying you know, for a year. Right, for one year, every month we're reading a book. I think that's what makes it very pertinent and very specific in this case. So it kind of wraps it all up as saying, this is the time period that we're going to do it. I know that many of my projects have uh, what we call sprints and you have to do sprints every two weeks. And at the end of two weeks, you have to get a minimum, a minimum piece out that says, hey, here is what I did at a minimum. And it will be able to prove that I did this work in two weeks, but it's every two weeks you're doing this. So. Very cool. Yeah. So there, there you have it. That is the gurus podcast, new year's resolution for 2021. We are going to be reading a book a month. We're going to be holding uh, ourselves accountable and we'll hold you accountable with this goal. And one of you will hopefully get a book you know, every month. And then uh, at the end of the year, maybe we'll, we'll come up with some other cool celebration, some other reward for, for making a full year. I'd like to share with you uh, some of my own personal goals in addition to this, this smart goal, just to give an example to you guys that are listening a little bit more like how you can make smart goals in your own life. And Andy, I, I, I want to hear some of yours too. So my, uh, I'm going to, I shared with you a goal right before we started recording this about eating three to four servings of vegetables daily. I think that that's a really good goal for me, especially at the end of this year. You know, with the holidays and everything, I have been eating garbage. It's really good, but it's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> totally understand you know? that. Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking I'm going to eat three to four servings of vegetables daily. 
And I've written this already down on my 2x5 card. On the other side of my 2x5 card is the Guru's podcast, New Year's Resolution. So I have my card. This is my, this is going to be my bookmark so that I will be keeping track of it daily every single time I open up my book. And hopefully in this podcast, you know, at least uh, on occasion, we'll bring it up and and kind of do a check-in and hold ourselves accountable for it. What's your What's your goal, Andy? So this year, I want to expand my social media presence. So I have been in the social media, uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, for, for with the beard community, doing beard product reviews and such for the last year and a half. And I really have felt like I haven't been able to reach my reach goals actually. So I think this smart goal methodology will really help me um, improve that. And I think that I'm going to put some of this into place so that I can grow my social media presence. Um, I'm doing it already right now by just talking in a podcast on a weekly basis, but additionally, I'm going to be doing some different techniques and little things to get my name out there. I'm going to be doing a website this year, doing some more things that kind of go along with this goal, but it's, you know, expanding social media presence. Um, even though that's, and I, I think I need to work and probably put that down into how a little bit more specific, so next time we meet, I'm going to work this and then put it into the note card so that I can, uh, and I'll, uh, maybe I'll review that with everybody so they can see what I did. So I definitely put out a, what is, what does expand social media presence mean? And so I'll put some very, I'll put this in a note card and then uh, explain what I came up with next time so that uh, you can see how we went about this to put that into a smart goal. Very cool. I'm looking yeah. forward to hearing what you yeah, come yeah. up with. Yeah, no, I was thinking, me too. I was thinking like this is a, you know, it's books, beards, and self-improvement. Beards, right? I got to come up with a goal to grow my beard longer again. I said in the last <laughs> episode, I chopped it off. You know, nearly six inches gone. And uh, now I'm, I think my beard is only, oh man, is it only like a half inch? I don't even think it's the full inch yet. Maybe two oh, goodness. Well, see, the, the whole it's thing short. about beard, yeah, it, it, it does look shorter than when we first met. And, you know, the interesting thing is, is that styles of beard also are sometimes, I mean, that's kind of, I know that my friend who is a hairdresser said that shorter beards are in actually right now. So if that is the style you're looking for, then it's just maybe we talk about styling it. You know, it's, it's rock what you got and what you, you know, what you feel like, you know, you're wanting to do and present. I know corporate beards have been kind of a thing for a lot of corporate people because they don't want to go into a meeting with one of those big ZZ top beards. And they feel like they feel uncomfortable doing that with a group of people. Um, so they rock the sport, the, you know, that's sport beard, the corporate beard. And so it just depends on what you're looking for and what's, but we can definitely talk about the good things, which is, beard products that go along with because it's more about healthy beard more than how it's true maintaining a healthy beard versus just growing a beard um we want to grow a healthy beard so what even if you are going to stick with this style um it's how to keep it healthy 
and we can talk a little bit about some key points on that um, in the near future, because I think that being a beard product company owner definitely has some of that knowledge in there, um, especially what you've, what you're going with. Um, I, I absolutely for another yeah, def- for sure. That'd be fun. Absolutely. I, I think what a great opportunity to share that because then this is also a journey for you because maybe if you do want to grow it out a little bit more, it's about what are you doing to do that and maybe inspire some other people to use the right, the most healthy way of growing these. Because I think that most of us, and I, I've talked to a lot of beard product reviewers like myself, and we would say that I chopped it off because now I know what I'm doing I didn't know what I was doing to to give a healthy beard prior. So I didn't know that I should be using these type of beard products and these type of grooming tools and this, this kind of shampoo and this type of conditioner. I didn't even realize that those things were out there when I first started doing it. So I probably had a very unhealthy base and now I got to get to redo it. So at a smaller beard, you get that opportunity to probably go back and, retry with some yeah maintaining a you know more healthier and we can explain why it's healthy and things like that which is really cool we're going to turn all of you listeners into beardos (laughs) well at least maybe some healthier (laughs) maybe healthy spiritually uh mentally as well as maybe some physical opportunities there you know what's interesting is my sister and this is just kind of a side go off this a little bit onto the my sister actually thanked me personally um, because I showed her how to how to style her hair. Uh, she, my parents weren't just really into that. My dad was a science teacher and just kind of went with whatever. And my mom really wasn't. I, I don't think she ever. It's not that she didn't groom, but she just groomed her hair the same way for thirty years, and she didn't have the same hair type my sister did, and she also didn't have any of the new ways of being able to putting mousse in your hair and how to hair dry it and things that had come up in the last 30 years. Now it's 30 years, but this, then, then it was, you know, (laughs) the (laughs) nineties, it was the nineties. Yes. It was the nineties and we're old or I'm old. Um, but, um, I, but that was the one thing that she said, you know, I really appreciate that about you is that you really kind of got me onto the idea about how to groom myself better so that I presented better, you know, especially with styling. That's a huge thing is, is that if you present yourself better, sometimes you just feel better because you're doing something with yourself. It goes back to that huge thing about mindfulness and growing a beard or growing your hair out of any type. Well, there's or a, there's take a care of your skin. Cons- yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to no, cut ahead, you off there. No, go ahead. I was going to say that there, there really is a mind body connection. You know, and if you can change your mind, many times your body will follow suit and it can work the other way around, right? If you change the body. Now, obviously, the, the mind is kind of in charge of that. However, even if you go into grooming, right, this self-care, if you go into it with an attitude of, ah, I don't know if it's going to work or not, just the act of starting to take care of yourself in a little bit better way. Uh, guarantee you, you will notice some changes mentally because of the physical appearance. So let's move on to our last part of our podcast. And this is talking about, we're going to be talking about the book that we're reading in January, 
which is Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And it is 151 pages. Um, you did the math on it, Brian. What was it that you came yeah, up with that we had so, to read per day? So basically with 151 pages, and that is not including the foreword or the afterword or about the author. That is just strict content, you know, Man's Search for Meaning when he gets into it which is actually um, chapter one is experiences in a concentration camp. And in my copy, that technically starts on page three. Then you got 151 pages. So page 155 is where it ends. And if you break that down, right, there's 31 days in January, 151 divided by 31 is 4.8 pages a day, roughly. You round that up to five pages. Honestly, if you're if you're listening to it on Audible, that should really only be about five minutes. You know, right. maybe maybe eight max. I don't think it'll be very difficult to achieve that. And if you're reading it the old-fashioned way, you know, if you're doing it like me, you kind of have a a notepad and a pen, you're kind of taking notes as you read too, which I highly recommend you do. Mm -hmm. I would, I would say, you know, maybe give yourself 10 minutes to complete that. It's, um, really, really doable five pages a day. So week one, which starts on Friday, that's the first of January is when we're going to start reading this. And so technically that first week, we're going to consider it a longer week. That is nine days. So starting that Friday to the next Sunday, that's how we're going to kind of gauge this. You're going to be reading about 45 pages that week. All right, that's five, five pages a day, nine days. And then after that, it's about 35 pages a week. Very good. Very attainable, very attainable. Yeah, it's going to be really wonderful. I'm I'm really looking forward to, to reading this book. If you didn't listen to episode one, go back and listen to that. Andy breaks it down a little bit, talks a little uh, about Victor and his, his background and what was going on for him that led to him writing this book and been on my list for quite a while to read so i'm stoked yeah me too i think it's going to be exciting and i you know i'm really looking forward to your perspective to be honest with you brian because it, it, it's a it's a psychologist and you're a therapist too so <laughs> so yeah, it's, we'll see uh, how it goes huh? two therapists <laughs> being able to yeah and I, w- I would love to see your perspective on the fact that how this book specifically because this book did change a lot of the way that just kind of the way that modern psychology was changed by freud um i think that this also has a lot of uh implications for changes in the way that we were doing therapy back in this current day. So I, I look forward to seeing what you, what you take from it. If there was, right. you know, maybe, and sometimes what you find is that, Oh yeah, that was, you know, that was like what they did, but they realized that that wasn't really working. Like a lot of Freudian psychology is kind of gone by the wayside because they've found, even though there are some principles in there for psychoanalysis, 
but they still found that, you know, some of it wasn't as pertinent as they thought. <laughs> and sometimes he was just, you know, uh, a little bit of a nut, <laughs> uh, uh, quack. Yeah, <laughs> bless his heart. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Uh, yeah, know, it's interesting. It's interesting, and I yeah. Depending <laughs> on where you're at in your in your uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So inter- it's very, always very interesting. intelligent person. Anyways, <laughs> that. <laughs> and on that note, we are going to uh, we look forward to having you guys read this book because this is a profound book, especially coming from a very the way that it's presented, I think is well done. And he definitely chooses some psychoanalysis points, but the story itself is very meaningful. Um, Again, we're going to use that word meaningful. And I think that you'll get a lot of wisdom out of it due to the way that uh, he describes the situations and then him being able to come out of a, I, I think that if you were to consider beyond rock bottom, I mean, if there was a beyond rock bottom statement, his book was written from that space of so raw and the base point of humanity. I think that's where he's coming from. And I think being you able don't to get dis- much lower than the no. Holocaust. No. And being in a concentration camp and having to fight for meals and things like that. And it's, it's, it is a very, very profound book in just the story itself. And what he found in the meaning of all of that was what I think is even more profound. Being able to, that's the reason why I really like this book, to be honest with you. We'll talk more about this, but I think that's the one piece is, to be in the middle of something like that. And sometimes we kind of take our lives for granted, but being able to be in that space and find meaning, true meaning for being able to live a better life and to live a life that is meaningful um, and finding it in that circumstance is amazing. So in that sense, the name of the book is, is quite perfect. Man's yeah. Search for Meaning. Yep, absolutely. Now you can find this uh, online. If you go to Amazon, you can find some uh, some paperback. It's around twenty three new. If you get it used, it's a lot cheaper. You can find it on eBay for around five dollars. So we encourage you to go ahead and go get this book. Go to your local bookshop. I'm sure they'll they'll have a copy, or maybe just see if a friend has it and maybe they'll let you borrow it. And uh, Until next time, thank you for listening to Gurus, Books, Beards, and Self-Improvement. Absolutely. Stay bearded. Beard on.